God, we come before you tonight. And we thank you for the opportunity we have to assemble together. As brothers and sisters in Christ under this, this tabernacle, this temple, Father, that you've erected. Lord, we ask that our ears would be attentive to hear and our hearts ready to receive what your word has for us this evening. Lord, let us push aside every distraction, anything that may come and try to hinder from hearing your word tonight. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Joshua chapter 5, just stand for the reading of God's word, will be beginning in verse 10. Just going to read a few verses for you. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept Passover, turn to your neighbor say Passover, on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. Just so you know here, they've already crossed over the Jordan River. Verse 11, and they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the self-same day. Catch this. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. Just verse 12 one more time. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore. Turn to your neighbor and say, that means it's gone. But they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to try to rein myself in a little bit and teach for a moment quickly. So we see that the children of Israel, if you read the chapters previous to this, they've crossed over into the promised land. This is a year, this is what they have worked 40 years for. Due to murmuring and disputing, their parents and grandparents could not go in. But now we have a new generation that is ready to transition into the promised land. Many of us know this. And I'm just laying a foundation quickly if I can. And I just want you to note that they are in the middle, still in the middle of their transition. Because, Brother Jason, just because they got into the promised land, they still haven't inherited the promise. They've just begun what God is doing and going to give and and, and do in their lives. They've just begun to see the the surface, if you will. And I want to preach tonight on a thought of on purpose, and, and we'll get there in a moment. Because if you do something on purpose... Simply, you can define it as you meant to do it. It was intentional. You you have to mean it. 
But we're going we're gonna to look at this not just on purpose in its natural definition, but a spiritual definition. I believe the Lord has helped me, me gain tonight. But I, I just want to establish the fact that the children of Israel in this moment are in a season of transition. And what has happened is, yes, the waters parted. God brought them in. Hey, I'd, hey if God parted some waters for me, I'd be pretty pumped up. I'd be pretty excited. But then they cross over right in front of Jericho. They are met immediately with a stronghold. But we see here in this text, not only are they met with the stronghold of Jericho, we find that what has sustained them for the past 40 years is gone. What they have feasted on the last 40 years is gone. It's over. Because they have tasted, I want you to notice this, they have tasted of the promise. Okay? Let me draw a quick parallel to the New Testament. I love to just see how the New and Old Testament begin to blend together. We find that Jesus was on this earth for 33 and a half years. He did ministry for three and a half years. And we find during that time, He had what we would call disciples. We know that Jesus was executed, right? But before He was executed, He turned to His disciples and He said, Hear me, there is a promise that is coming to you and that is the Holy Spirit. He even says, it's expedient and it's important that I go away so that the, the Father can send the Comforter, so the Comforter will come to you. He tells them that they need to wait in Luke chapter 23, that they need to wait in Jerusalem until they receive this promise. But understand that they go through a season of transition as well. And I, I, just, I think it's interesting that we see that, that Jesus is crucified on the Feast of Passover and the Holy Spirit, the promise, comes after Passover. But we see in this text that the manna ceased in this text after Passover. And after Passover, they have partaken of the promise. And now their lives are changed. There's, we're in a season of transition. But you say, well, the manna ceased. What, what, where's the parallel there? Understand this. Jesus was with them for 40 days and then ascended into heaven. So now, it, hey, listen, if Jesus walked with me every day for three and a half years, my life would be pretty good. Understand, I'm not talking, I know he, He'll never leave us nor forsake us through His Spirit, but Jesus even tells them, you'll have the poor always, but you won't have me in my flesh here on the earth always. And now the man that has led their life for the last three and a half years is gone. And all they know is there's a promise. But they find themselves in an upper room and it almost seems as if, as you read through Acts chapter 1, it's as if when they get to that 10th, the, 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 the tenth, 9th, 10th day, it seems that Peter stands up and numbers who's left because 500 saw him ascend, but only 120 were there on the day of Pentecost. So it's almost as if Peter's numbering who's left and I find it significant. It's almost as if it's its own stronghold because what we humans love, and I say that sarcastically, to do is wait. 
God, you promised, you promised, you promised. Where is it at? Where is it at? And now the children of Israel, hey, 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 the man is gone. They cross over into the promise, but there's Jericho. And they're, 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 they may be sitting there thinking, but, but the man is gone. Where's the support? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? They're in this transitional period, and, and the Lord began to just deal with me quickly. I, I, I know pastor may go through this, other ministers may go through this, but I feel like my notes are a little bit over here, a little bit over there, a little bit down here, a little bit right here, and they get scrambled. And then right, I, I don't know why the Lord does this. It's like the day of, it's like, okay, I'll give you an order. Because it doesn't make sense. And then finally it starts to make sense. But the Lord began to tell me quickly, even on the drive home today as I was just worshiping and praying as I was driving, uh, what, what, what began to happen is the Lord began to deposit into me something about this year. Because we came into this year, and I'll just tell you, the church was on fire in this nation. I, I, it wasn't just Asbury. It wasn't just, just all these college campuses. We, we had encounters in this sanctuary. We, there was encounters going on all over this nation. We were hearing churches talk about uh, 20, 30, and 40 coming to the altars, getting saved. We saw people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We saw all these great things going on. And what the Lord began to relay, uh, re relay to me and began to deposit in me is that we're in a similar situation. I said at the beginning of this year that we'd lived on the provision, the manna, long enough. It was time to go into the promised land. Pastor said similar things. God was speaking to us similar things. And God was depositing to pastor about three waves of glory. If I'm not mistaken, it was three waves uh, that were going to take place in this year. But I, 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 would be, uh, I would be ignorant to not see what's going on in the last month or two. I thank God for the, the worship that we experience in this house week in and week out. I thank God for the messages that we experience week in and week out. But hey, school's out. Vacation's in. And our minds are every which way. It's the same thing in the holidays. My, my father used to tell me, he said, Son, you want to kill, kill a move of God faster than anything? He said, Get to Christmas. He said, You'll see people just, just drop everything to do everything else. He said, just watch. It happened. It's our nature. He said, I'm guilty of it. I've done it. We've done it. But I know we get busy in life, but, but what I, I find is oftentimes when we get busy and we have circumstances come up in our life, what it is is it's a stronghold. Uh, and what we don't realize is at the beginning of the year, just like the children of Israel, we crossed over into something else. And what happened is, is we began to partake of this, this spirit of revival that was going on. But now, 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 now we, we're, we're trying to get back into our nice little, let, let's just Sunday in, Sunday out, Wednesday in, Wednesday out. Let, let's, let's be good with that. That's good. We experience God. Praise God. It's been a good year. And I'm not saying this is our mentality, but I sense it in, in the church, not just here, but in, in, in this nation. It's, it's okay. It was good. It was great while it lasted. Let's just, let's move on. If God shows up, great. And, and all these things. But what happens is, is uh, the manna for them ceased. 
And there's a lot of you struggling right now uh, because you're like, well, I, I, things aren't like they used to be. And, and I, I just, God, I, I don't know where I am. And I, I don't feel like I have direction. And I don't feel like I, I know what to do. And I know where to go. And I, I feel stressed. I feel uh, depression. I feel anxiety. I feel all these things uh, coming after me. Because here's the deal. When you cross over and partake of what God has for you, you cannot go back. Hear me. When they got to a place where they partook of the promise, the manna ceased. What you relied on yesterday was over. The church of yesterday ended. When we uh, listen, when we come in that one Sunday and and, and there was just worship, we just worshiped. I, I think two two and a half hour. I don't know, but we just we it started in worship practice. Uh, it was just an amazing time. Uh, people were coming in thinking they were later than they normally were for church. All right, Amen, Amen, Amen. Understand? Uh, I know we're not perfect, uh, but 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 I, I want you to hear me. We were lost in His presence. When you partake of those things, uh, you can't go back. You can't go back because what, what the disciples didn't realize is, is they'd walked with Jesus and what they didn't realize in the children of Israel in our text is they'd walked with Jesus. Now Jesus is gone. Now the man is gone. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Because we live in America and when we need something, someone just gives it to us. Understand that the kingdom of heaven does not operate like the United States of America. The kingdom of heaven does not have a constitution. The kingdom of heaven does not have a president. It has a king who is in total control and he's asking for control of your life. And what's happening is, is there's this discontentment and everybody's wondering what's going on. And the fact is, is God saying, listen, you cannot go back to who you used to be. You have to move forward. You have to move forward. The man is gone. Jesus is gone. What do we do? What do we do? Hear me. When you discover promise and you taste the promise, I, I, I love this. Me and pastors talked about this many times. The disciples went in as disciples to the upper room, but they came out apostles. They were never referred to as disciples again. They were apostles because they partook of something. And you see in the next chapter, they're laying hands on the sick. In the chapter after that, in Acts chapter 4, they're saying, I cannot help but speak of what the Lord has done. God's shaking the upper room again because they're assembling together. Acts chapter 5, they're laying people in the street just so Peter's shadow will walk by and overshadow them. They, they did not look back. There was no hesitation. They were imprisoned. There was stronghold. There was adversaries. There was all this junk going on. It was illegal to be them. But there they are. They had tasted of the promise. And because they had tasted of the promise and they realized there was no going back, they found a purpose. What was their purpose? Their purpose is our purpose today. To go into all the world. He said, the, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he said, I'll give you power to be witnesses. 
Understand this, there's a, there's a hurting world out there. And I will tell you, there, there's been things going on in work. There's, the work's just been, been crazy. There, there's all kinds of issues going on. I'm here, there, I'm everywhere. I, 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 no, nothing's planned. I plan to be here one day. They call me and I got to go over here. And, and I'm all over the place. And, 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 and we're trying to move into a house. And, and all this stuff's going on. Life gets busy. Hey, we still got, me, me and my wife still got to spend time together. I, I, I want to love on my children. I want to spend time with my children. Life gets busy. We all go through it. I'm not saying I'm anything special, but you know what I encountered the last two weeks? I encountered a young man even yesterday. I encountered a young man that has been in this church at times and I believe he loves God, but he's going through a circumstance and you know what? I didn't. I wasn't ready to be to be anything super spiritual. I'd had a busy day. I had a lot on my mind, but this young man was hurting through this situation and he came up to me yesterday and he just threw his arms on me. Didn't say anything. I could see him holding back tears in his eyes. He wasn't a very emotional person, but he was hurting and he was hurting and he just needed to, He just needed someone to say, you know what? I love you. I love you. You know what? That's my purpose. That's your purpose. And I'm going to do my purpose. I'm going to be on purpose. Hear me, I can't be distracted. I've got to be on purpose. We said the definition of on purpose was you meant to do it. It's meant for us to be on the purpose that God has given us. Why? Because we've taken of the promise. We've taken of the promise. Hear me tonight. I, I, I just want you to, to, to understand what the Lord is saying. God started off this year moving in great ways and we were moving in concert with him. But now there's a little, there's a little stronghold. There's a little stress. There's a little situation. There's a problem. There may be a big problem. But hear me, nothing can deter you from going after what God has already promised you. Hear me, because the promises are what matter. When you feel like you're struggling, remind yourself of the promise. Because if you remind yourself of the promise, you'll be reminded that the promise is living in you and that if you're on purpose, you'll receive the promise. We cannot be tossed to and fro. We cannot be up and down spiritually. Hey, we're human. I know it's difficult, uh, but understand what you're fighting. Do you understand the reason that your flesh and that the enemy fight you is because they're terrified of the spirit that lives in you? And we are afraid, catch this, we are afraid of what is afraid of us. We are afraid of what's afraid of us. Oh, well, the battle's too hard. The situation's too difficult. Do you understand the battle is there because the enemy doesn't want you to walk in purpose? Because when you begin to walk in purpose, you're walking in promise. And we're afraid of what's afraid of us. Do you know why a bear attacks people? Because it's afraid of them. Hear me tonight. 
I say, I've said it all the time, but when the enemy attacks your life, it is validation of the call of God on your life. The reason he attacks you is because there's an anointing. The reason there's an anointing is because there's a promise. And because there's a promise and you partook of the promise, now you have a purpose. And if you walk in purpose, you have the power over his kingdom. But instead... We think of ways to go back. That was the generation before that couldn't go into the promise because they always wanted to go back. They wanted to go back. Well, it was better in Egypt. It was better in Egypt. It was better in Egypt. What they were saying, slavery was better than doing it God's way. Hear me. What happens in our lives is we convince ourselves of the same thing, that living a life of sin is easier than going after God. We convince ourselves of that, but we don't realize that if you will just grab hold of the promises of God and work in your purpose, you won't, I don't have to wake up and say, oh, I love this church. I just love it. I don't have to wake up and say, oh, I love Jesus. I just love him. Because what I have found as I get closer and closer to him, less of my desires come to fruition and more of his desires. And life becomes easier to live and easier to live because I know who holds my future. I know who's got me. I know who's given me the promises that he's given me. I know who's given me the power to, to walk in purpose. I know who has, who has put me here for such a time as this. And understand this, we've got to have the mentality that we cannot go back. What is there to go back to? Nothing. And I understand. I think it's great to honor the days of old. Our grandmothers, our fathers, our mothers. I thank God for that generation. But I'll tell you this. We can't go back. As much as I thank God for them, I can't go back. Because God has put me here, you here, for such a time as this. And you've partaken of the promise. I could say probably with a surety, all of you have been here with some of these, besides Hunter and Courtney, they just moved about three weeks ago, but all of you have been here through some of, the, some of the atmospheres that we've gotten to sit in in this house. And it's amazing. It's awesome. But do you understand that the crossing of the River Jordan and how amazing it was to see God part the waters and them to walk through on dry ground? That was just the beginning. Because now that they had partaken of the promise their purpose was conquest. And Sarah, you can come play. I'm done. Their purpose became conquest. And it's the same for the disciples. Their, their, their purpose, because of the promise, became conquest. Souls, souls, souls. That's what it was all about. 
for the children of Israel. And really, in the New Testament, it was about war. Now, in the Old Testament, they fought against flesh and blood. But in the New Testament, this is what Paul said, you fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. I know we say it a lot, but we really need to mean it. Church, it's time for us to put our gear on. We're in a fight. And I'm not going back. God has done great things. I can look at my yesterdays and thank God for His faithfulness. And I can look at those and say, praise God. I appreciate you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. It's a good thing. But now we're in a new time, in a new season. And just to be transparent, we're, we're facing things that your mama didn't face. These kids in middle school and high school and even elementary, they're facing things that you never imagined. I ain't even been out of school that long and it's way different. And we can't just be happy where we are because the manna's gone. Yesterday's manna is gone. We can thank God for, the, for, for His provision but understand now that now that you've taken of the promise in the New Testament church, the promise of the Holy Spirit was their provision. Their purpose, their promise, it was their provision. And if we're going to be Christians, we've got to be Christians on purpose. And on purpose. Is that making sense to you? We have to do it deliberately. And we have to... Be on the will of God. Because I'm telling you, these last two weeks, it wasn't just a young man yesterday. Had a guy tell me at work, he said, you know what, Jade? He said, I know you've only been working here about eight months. He said, but I looked you up. He said, I'm, I'm going to try to not to be weirded out by that, brother. He said, because I knew you were a preacher. I knew you were. I knew it. He said, because nobody else talks like you. Nobody else acts like you. I was like, I'm just working, you know. I knew nothing. He said, I knew it. I looked you up. I found you. It's a Catholic brother. Good man. But he's hungry for more. Wasn't anything I listen, it's not, oh, look at you. I wouldn't do nothing, y'all. I was just living life on purpose. When things did, didn't go right, listen, I'll, I'll just be honest with you, nothing went right last week. Nothing. These guys are cussing and carrying on. I'm smiling. Ain't nothing you can do. It is what it is, boys. 
You got to roll with the punches. They go out to eat, everybody's drinking. I'm not. He's coming back from dinner last week. I said, what is it? What is it? What is it? I said, what are you talking about? He said, you don't drink. You don't cuss. He said, you're, I would say you're Baptist, but there's something, you're not quite Baptist. I said, well, I'm Pentecostal. He said, I've never been to a Pentecostal well, it's a little bit different than Baptist. He said, well, I was raised Catholic. My wife's Baptist. I said, that's all right, brother. That's all right. And listen, it's, y'all, we, we think that we have to do all these. No, 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 no. Live life on purpose. And when you hit Jericho's and it seems like they're not going anywhere, guess what? Jericho didn't go anywhere for six days. Didn't go, didn't move. It was still there. But you'll find at Jericho and in the upper room, similar things begin to happen. In Joshua chapter 6 at Jericho, there was a shout. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 6, there was a noise. When you live your life on purpose after you've partaken of the promise, you will live your life out loud. It'll change you. And I don't know what roadblocks have tried to come up in your life, but listen to me, brother, sister in the faith. God has given you everything you need in Him to defeat every stronghold every adversary but you've got to make up in your mind I'm going to live on purpose in God's promise I refuse I refuse I refuse to live a defeated life stand with me tonight taking way longer than I wanted to we can't go back I thank God for what he did in in February, March, and April, and May. It's awesome. But today's a new day. Now, I'm not saying, listen, I, I, I just want to clear it up. Y'all can go on vacation. I ain't saying you can't go on vacation. But I'm saying you can live on purpose on vacation. And hear me tonight. I've said it all year, and I will say it the rest of the year. Come into this house on purpose. What do you mean? Come ready to worship. Let me ask you something. If no one opened the service, would you still worship? No one sang a song, would you still lift your hands? Because what we do is we wait on somebody. Oh, somebody tell me what to do. Somebody tell me what to do. The Bible already told you what to do. Come through His gates with thanksgiving and to His courts with praise. I don't need a choir to, to lead me into worship. I can worship. I thank God for the worship team. I thank God for the choir. But if all of us lost our voice and lost the ability to play, would the church go on? 
because we're used to a piano and we're used to drums and we're used to bass. You know what that is? That's manna. Well, we got to have this. We've got to have it. No, all you need is Jesus. If they can just mouth the words in China and feel the Holy Spirit because they're not allowed to sing it out loud, I tell you, I think we can do it. I think we can make it. We can't go back. We can't go back. And remember, Jesus is your high priest. And the Bible says in Hebrews, he's from the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was a king and a priest. Because he's a king, he's given you authority. And because he's a priest, he's given you access. You can live a victorious life. You can make it. And the reason you're being fought is because you've crossed over. You've crossed over. It's just it, just another hill to, to climb. It's just another valley to go through, a, a, another river to cross. We have victory. And I'll tell you, God's doing something in my life. I've asked God, God, I, I want to pray for people and see them healed. You say, well, haven't you believed that your whole life? I've believed it my whole life. But I've said, God, I want to see the gifts of healing, not just in my life. I want to see it all around me. And something as simple as last night, Sierra was having an issue and, and comes from time to time and it's, it's debilitating. And she was curled up in bed. I just come over there and guys, guess what? I didn't, I didn't scream and holler. Grab the hand of my wife and I began to speak in the promise. Began to speak in the Holy Spirit. I went and took a shower and I come out. She said, it's gone. She was up holding the babies, giving them a bowl of cereal. She's like, it's gone. And it sounds simple, but I got a little excited. I said, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. And I said, God, we're going to continue to see it. We're going to continue to see it. And you know what? You're going to see it. But you got to move forward. If you want to see walls fall, you got to move forward. If you want to see, if you want to see healing power flow, just like the disciples did, you got to move forward. And if you're so caught up in the purpose that God has for you, you'll find yourself not living a life of fear and anxiety and depression because you won't have time to think about it. There'll be people, I mean, I'm telling you, the people have just come left and right, left and right. I ain't had, had the time really until the last day to think about how busy last week was because I had person after person after person. Lord, what's going on? But we've got to move forward. There's more for this church. There's more for churches across this nation. Don't be held back. I'm going to call us to a place of prayer. I'm going to ask you to come to these altars. I just want you to intercede. I'm not going to give you a, a topic, but I just want you to intercede. Just come. These altars are open.